Okay, hey everybody, welcome to Truth Prevails. I am Amanda. I'm Astasia, hello. And this is going to be our first podcast. Yay! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so just um, an FYI, I guess, or to let you guys know, we are in different states recording this, so this is probably not going to be a podcast that you're familiar with or used to how it may go. We just roll with things, and we just let God handle it, <laughs> and however it turns out, we're super thankful, and we hope you enjoy it, and you hope you gain, we hope that you gain something out of this. So, um, Mastasia, what state are you in? I am in California. And me? I am in Arizona. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yes! It's amazing what technology can do these days, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, by all means, you can forgive us or not forgive us if something doesn't sound right. But, hey, we want to do this for the glory of God. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um. Also, we pretty much want to intend to stay on topic, but to be honest, Mastasia and I love to laugh, so we laugh a lot, and it's okay. We hope that you laugh, too. Yeah, we are very tangent-prone as well. Um, We try to take the scenic route in explaining our perspectives of things (laughs) sometimes, but yeah, so... Fair warning, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's a good, there, these warnings might come in even beyond this podcast. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's who we are and we just kind of want to let you in on it. So I would really like for Mastasia to start off with a little of who she is. And um, I'll go ahead and I'll give a little bit of myself afterwards but take it away Masasia. oh my <laughs> who am I says the person who's been myself for the past 21 years 21 wow I mean it's young I know but for me it's the oldest I've ever been <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> um hmm. uh I have always loved storytelling and uh I just growing up that's just what we've always my dad and I have always done like in when we play dolls we'd be telling each other like stories and become these characters or we tell each other stories in the car and like take turns back and forth and they would last forever or he'd read to me and so I've always really enjoyed um that type of creativity so anything that involves telling a story I enjoy whether it be like writing or filming and editing um, or maybe painting but even though I'm not very good at it or music which I'm not good at making myself and yet I really enjoy interpreting music and stuff and so um, yeah and since we're on uh, the topic of a little bit about me um, and I tend to go on random tangents I will introduce you to this segment of uh, get to know about Mastasia, or is it like get to know random facts? I don't even remember. It'll come up naturally. But uh, I love overcast weather. Like I know some people like feel really like sad when it's all gray and they consider it gloomy. But I even made like a little cutesy painting of like a gray cloud that just says gray clouds aren't sad, they're chill. Because to me, it's just super peaceful and quiet and I don't know like it's just nice and different I guess I mean maybe depending on where you live it's like an all the time thing which I understand but even the sound of the rain and the smell okay that's enough about me (laughs) okay thanks Astasia um how about you add a little bit of how you came to know Jesus Christ ah good good Um, so when I was younger, which 
I only recently discovered through finding old draw like drawings and like things about I love God. Having found those, it's just a reminder of how much it was I was involved in that. Um, my dad tried to not put me in religion too much and keep me more so focusing on um, who God was and uh, Bible teachings and stuff. But I used to be very appreciative of like the little things. Like I'd see like the green of the leaves and like the blowing of the wind through the flowers. And it was just so beautiful that I would praise God for his creation. And then eventually growing up, uh, you know, I fell into that uh, thing of being so focused on school and life as it were that, you know, the reasons for my morals became more grounded in, oh, that's what I was taught and it involves God, I think, than being, you know, firm in, you know, why I believe what I believe. It was more so I'm used to this and, you know, I'll wait until marriage before having sex or something like that, you know, and, um, and, you know, eventually with all the schoolwork and, you know, the grieves of this life, you know, I, I got um, really consumed in a feeling of despair and pointlessness and basically going through the motions of things. But um, upon going to a Christian university and making a decision through the time being there to not to stop tuning out in chapel and um, you know that I would at least hear it out and then judge it if I wanted to afterwards and eventually I the desire to keep seeking that old love that old joy I had in simple things um, which I couldn't seem to find now you know that just kept growing and then uh, and I don't know it's just been a lot of working through old mindsets ever since then but God has been faithful and he's heard my cries to him and he's honestly delivered me through the thick of it and now it's just I don't know if I want to say fine-tuning because I've got a lot of stuff to <laughs> you know work work through have worked through but uh he's been really good and it's a fairly recent thing like about two years now maybe but uh, he's just so faithful he's so good and he's helped me with so many things but anyways I we could go ahead and end my little spiel there <laughs> well no that's great that's really great I mean I can attest because I've I've been witnessing her growth which is such a huge blessing I am thankful to be a part of it because when you watch someone grow in the Lord it's a huge testament to how amazing he is and to his word for example he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the day of Christ Jesus it's it's just watching that unfold before your eyes it makes his word more tangible and to see a person refined by the power of his word um, and just to see your diligence, Nastasia, is amazing. And the fact that even in, in the toughest of times, um, you're still praising him. And that's just something that I get left in awe of. And it's inspiring and it's a witness to me. So thank you. Um, as far as me now, <laughs> boy, do I have a story to tell, but we don't have that much time. So I was like, let me, let me put this in a nutshell version. Um, so 37 years old is what I am. And I would have to say 15 years of those have been walking with God. But prior to that, I'm going to make it just pretty simple and saying that I come from a lot of dysfunction and Probably in future episodes or so forth, might go more into details and all of that. But when we hear dysfunction, we can pretty much think of a whole gamut of things of what that might look like. So, but my website will be in the introduction area if you guys want to check it out because that gives more information. And um, 
other than that, pretty much I grew up in a lot of that and kind of never really knew, you know, if God was like a punishing God or if God was really good or just kind of he was only there if you needed him or was he really there? It was just a lot of <clears throat> not really knowing, wondering, a lot of skepticism, not really being having a foundation in him. So when I began getting really sick over and over again, it was just something that I couldn't I couldn't make sense of. Um, and this was probably right after high school. And, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> so I was obviously searching because I wasn't finding answers and so forth. And during that time, my sister was really involved in church and so forth. And so she invited me to go to church and I did. And that was the day that I gave my life over to God. And I want to say that it was like this miraculous transformation but it really wasn't it was I was crying for a moment and then I was kind of like okay so what does this mean um but in walking these last 15 years I mean in hindsight I can honestly say oh my goodness has God been in this but I'm not going to lie and say you know it's been wonderful it's been a cakewalk I'm going to be straight up and honest and say that the Christian walk is not a cakewalk. Um, it takes a lot of devotion and your faith must be in a God that is never changing. And you must see the suffering and the trials that he puts us through as this bigger. Um, my walk with God has been incredibly challenging, but it has all been completely worth it. And that might sound completely cliche, but the reason why I say this is because I honestly do not believe I would be alive right now if it wasn't having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I really believe that there are many people that can attest to that same testimony. They can simply say, I would not be here. And I am incredibly thankful that my heart was stirred and enough faith was given to me by him and was drawn to him to believe. So, yeah, my story is, there's a lot more to it, obviously, but for the sense of or for the sake of us being on here, I just really wanted to keep it short and succinct and to the point. So as I'm still walking with the Lord, I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. evident in a lot of the things that I still do and say. And um, But not in the sense of there hasn't been a change, but he's always bringing up new things. Obviously, I believe it's from the dysfunction in the past, and he's working through it, and he's healing, and he's changing um, habitual things in, like, the mind or um, in the way that I can react or in the way that I can have conversations or I can express myself about him. I really believe that he's changing things and conforming me more into his image. So it's ongoing and neither one of us or any of us as Christians are going to come full, full circle here on earth. But I look forward to the day when I'm in that perfected state and I'm thankful for that. And that's what I look forward to. And I think that's what we should all look forward to, especially when we are going through some really dark times some trials or you can call them tribulations or you can call them seasons or whatever it is that we label them no one is immune to them when it comes to walking with the lord so with that in mind we would like to touch a little bit on trials and simply 
express from our end because I know Mastasia has gone through trials. As a matter of fact, she's still currently in one and hmm. we can, <laughs> you're like, I had to agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am currently still in one as well. And seeing that there are certain, I would have to say like dark, dark times. And then there's moments of immense hope. And then there's times where it gets super incredibly dark again. And sometimes it feels like you're in this winding roller coaster that's never going to end. And yeah, like Nastasia mentioned, you can fall into despair, hopelessness. You can, depression can set in. A lot of different things can come in, but we will go more deeper into certain types of topics and so forth, you know, in future uh, podcasts. But we kind of want to touch on just simply expressing a little bit of our experience in trials, although we've had many trials um, or have been in a long trial. So, Mastasia, can you give us just a little bit of what you have been going through lately and hey we're going to be as open and honest maybe a slight disclaimer I guess if you know this hits home or really um I don't know like you can really really understand what we are going through and so forth we highly recommend that you pray and you continue to hear because God is going to get you through it. And he is the only one that can get you through it. He is the only one that can provide what you need. And his word is what's going to sustain you. Nothing else will and no one else will. Only he can. And that's what our testament is. To what we have been going through. But I would like Masasia to kind of give a little bit of what she um, has been enduring in this trial and just a little bit on how God has been sustaining you, Mastasia. All right. So you want the nutshell version? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's great. All right, good. All right. Um, so uh, I, as I've mentioned, this is like about two years or so into my walk with Christ. And as a result, I've struggled with, I feel like they're probably very common in believers, especially new believers, but, um, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, you know, at first it was struggling with how I viewed God and especially with how he views me. Is he disappointed with me? Is he angry at me? He must be so upset and like tired of the fact that I keep, you know, worrying about how he sees me in the first place and yada, yada. And just a lot of old mindsets from being in a dark place before coming to know him that despite him breaking the, ch the chains and the root of what was holding me down, the old mindset still lingered. Old ways of going into negative thinking and stuff. And so... I struggled with that a little bit, and then I struggled with, you know, am I really saved, or can you lose your salvation, or um, how do I know I really have faith, and what does that look like, and da da da, and one by one, you know, like the love of God, even like how much does He really love me, which should be obvious, and I thought was until I looked deeper into what I believe concerning that and so one by one he put to rest each of these fears and began um working all these things out until eventually I got to a point where I was like on fire I'm like what can separate me from you now God like woo, like nothing can hold me back and you've got me and we're good. And I remember where I was, I was sitting down 
I was thanking God for my food. And then all of a sudden, as I am thinking, what can separate me from you now? The whisper of doubt came in saying, unless he's not real. And immediately I went into prayer, Lord, don't let this seed take root. I know how bad it could get. But where was that coming from? I now look back at it and see the amount I was doubting him as well, because I was putting so much weight on this seed of doubt, so much power in it. It'll strip me from you, God. It can do this. It can do that. And so the fact that it was planted and allowed to become something, I believe, makes sense in a way, because now, boy, has God showed me that there is nothing to fear. You know, you, you fear him, you respect him, you have faith in God, you know, and, and so, of course, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies because it's called a trial for a reason. And I, you know, went into, oh, I got to research a bunch of things. I need to get all this head knowledge. I need to do this. I need to do that because I now have an inner skeptic and da, 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 da. And, um, and basically trying to do things my way, trying to figure things out until eventually I got to a point where I was, there was no change. If anything, it was getting worse. And I felt emotionally distant from God. And I was sitting there and just staring and saying to myself, God, you're going to have to do something, aren't you? You're going to do something because I, I cannot even fathom for once and an idea, an escape plan, if you will. I have no idea how this is going to get better. This feels permanent. So, all right, let's see what happens. And you know what? It's It has been really teaching me the extent of his power and how much it doesn't depend on mine. The extent of his strength, that his grace truly is sufficient. And there's so many little details I can get into about this trial. Um and the way that it's worked out. But what I can honestly say um, for the most part is being in his word, even in the beginning, being in his word alone and, and just focusing in on him, seeking him and praying to him. I used to think that was foolishness. I thought I would be dumb because, oh, I didn't do all this research and I didn't do that. But that didn't help me in the beginning. What helped me was trusting him and walking in faith that he's going to deliver me, his word. And now he's getting me to a place where I can uh, seek him and maybe look into some other things like, you know, researching like history and stuff like that, because, you know, it's done more healthy now. Now it's more so like, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's basically that's not what's going to save me anymore. I'm not, pu- I'm not looking at it in that light anymore. It's more so, um, a bonus to see the way God has worked in, um, this world, if you will. But what really gets me through is going back to his word and meditating on that. And, um, yeah, I honestly, I'm amazed that I'm at this point where I'm praising him more than I am upset with him. I don't know how to word it. (laughs) He's just been so faithful. He's been so good. And the fact that I can say that, I am just as amazed as when he delivered me from what I call depression because it was such a dark time. And so I'm just as amazed. And honestly, I shouldn't be surprised because... It's what he does. (laughs) Uh, So I'll leave it at that because I could go longer, but I want to also have a chance to hear from you. (laughs) Yes, he is honestly very good. And if I can say, when we get into trials or seasons, long seasons of certain things, I believe it could be one of a few things. It could be he's testing our faith or he's disciplining us or 
it's consequences. And you might think discipline and consequences, that's probably the same thing. Well, you know, not necessarily. Um, discipline is something that I believe that he, he uses everything. But discipline is, is a way of drawing you back to him. It's a way of putting your, your eyes fixed on him once more. Um, yes, there's some people that enduring a trial is too much and sometimes turn from God. But I believe that when he disciplines you is because you're genuinely his child and because he loves you. And then when it comes to consequences, they're because of a known sin and it's not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily going to draw you away from God or pull you away from God, but it's going to um, help you see God in more clearer light and understand him better. And I don't know how long consequences can go on for on based on the sin or so forth, but I believe that there is a slight distinction between them both. And um, when it comes to testing your faith, uh, um, I think we, when we mature more in the walk, it's, he has to help you see where you are with him, you know, and your faith, it has to be solid. Yes, we can waver, but he does say in his word that, you know, we should not waver in any way. But for me, I personally cannot cannot even put my thumb down in understanding what exactly the reason is why I'm going through what I'm going through. But there's a few, I would have to say, key points, I guess. <laughs> this sounds funny. It looks like I'm almost presenting a PowerPoint presentation right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but my trial... I would have to say it started sometime last year. I can't even pinpoint it. I really can't. Um, but I came to a really deeper understanding of what deception looks like. And through that, basically, I it almost looked like my faith was put on trial in some sense of a way. So <clears throat> whether it was just bringing a culmination of things or so forth coming together, it was a lot of, okay, these are doubts that you have, Amanda. These are fears that you have. These are um, lies that you've been, you know, that come into your head. These are, um, just, you know, things that are still deep wounds in your heart. Just, that's why I'm saying it seems like just an array of things that were starting to come up and being exposed to this type of deceptive doctrine sort of kind of triggered it all in a sense. And it brought me to my knees and it brought me to an understanding that nothing in this world will ever help me or sustain me. Or if I am not fully surrendered, if my faith and my trust in the Lord is not solely on him, that everything else will fall apart. And that's what reminded me of Matthew 6.33. Seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the rest will be added unto you. That was one scripture that would come. And even in the midst of, I'm telling you, it was so dark. 
It was so eerie. The thoughts were relentless. They were disturbing. They were horrendous. Um, I can't even quite, I can't even, I can't even quite articulate it yet, which I think at some point I'll be able to, but even now it's just, it was a really, really dark, dark place that I was put into. And I strongly believe that God has had his hand over it completely. Even if when I think back to those moments of when this first began and just the state of my being and just the state of my mind and just you know, thinking on, am I ever going to get out of this? This is the darkest and most ugliest and most scariest valley I have ever been in. And do I even have enough faith? I mean, these questions were coming in 24-7 as much as the ugliest thoughts were coming in, as much as, you know, feeling physically ill and it was just, like I said already twice, maybe here's my third time in saying it. It was just a very ugly, dark time. And to be honest, I couldn't even pick up the word of God because it was, I couldn't really do much. I couldn't really speak. I couldn't really, I couldn't even I couldn't even really articulate a prayer in my head. There was just so much clutter. There was so much in there. And I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> uh, I could speak your name, but even speaking his name would just kind of bring up anger. And there was like, uh, even if I would look at the Bible, there would bring up this anger. It was almost such as, my faith was being heavily tested and I was, it was being revealed to me just where my walk is or where my faith is. And it didn't seem to be the greatest faith. It didn't even, I, it didn't even seem like my relationship with the Lord was existent. Like it, it didn't, it didn't even seem as though I was a child of God. It seemed like I was in this horrible nightmare and God was nowhere to be found. And tears wouldn't even help. Crying wouldn't even help. It just almost seemed like it would get deeper and deeper into this really scary abyss. And I was never going to come out of it. But here's where the Holy Spirit living inside of you as a Christian comes in with such mighty power and such faithfulness because even though I couldn't pick up the word of God, I was able to slowly uh, start listening to the word of God. And it says, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And that is very, very true because without even realizing it, I was able to listen to the Psalms to, I believe it was Isaiah. And, but I'm, I mostly remained in the Psalms and I sat there listening to that 24 seven because sleep wasn't really my friend. Um, having conversations with the outside world wasn't even existent. Anastasia can attest to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there was really no character in me. There was nothing. It was almost like I was just zoned out. There was really nothing to me. And listening to the word of God is what built up my faith. Trying to talk to um, pastors didn't do anything, unfortunately. And but I believe that it was intentional and the Lord had his hand in that because he needed me to see. And it, sometimes this is what he uses is that no one nor anything can ever pull you out of that darkness except for Jesus Christ. And 
there was countless things that were trying to come up uh, to, to help me in a way and it wouldn't do anything and it was no help. And the only thing that was sustaining me was listening to the word of God 24 seven. And mind you, <laughs> my cell phone is an older version. So, um, it was all God <laughs> and keeping it going <laughs> while I was listening to the word. And, um, it just amazes me when I look back and see just how he protected me, how he kept me and how he built me up to slowly increasing to reading the Bible, even just one word, and then reading the Bible a sentence. And um, then eventually, <laughs> now I'm reading chapters and chapters, praise the Lord. <laughs> um, but it was just the progression on how he was building me up and he was uprooting things from my heart and he was cleansing my mind and he's still continuing to do all these things because I, again, I don't know what it is exactly the root or, or the purpose behind all this. But what I can tell you is it has given me a newfound love and faith and trust in the Lord. It has helped me to see just how tangible and real and alive and active his word is. It has helped me to see him with more clarity on exactly what the word says that he is. I don't even know how much more I'm going to learn in all of this, but I can thank him and I can praise him and I can glorify his name for all the pain and the suffering and the ugliness and the torment that I was put under to have the understanding of what deception can do and what wounds open wounds or even wounds that haven't been touched in the heart can do um just what different things can do within us that can cause strongholds that can cause um an array of emotions to just completely go out of whack and how that can just physically make you ill and just draw you into a place of complete despair and just thinking about these things and just thinking, you know, it's not that this you're doing this to yourself and that God is allowing it, but you also have to recognize that we have an enemy and he loves to play in your darkest of times. And he loves to find a way to seek, to, to steal, to kill and to destroy you. He will do whatever it takes, especially if he fears you or he's worried about what you're going to do for the Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, that became even more real to me of the enemy that we have. I understand there's the world and there's also our flesh, but there's also the enemy, which many like to say, eh. Yeah, he doesn't really, yeah, well, yeah. But he's very real. But that doesn't mean that we have to give him the power, though. But basically, in this trial that I'm still continuing in, and every day I get to wake up, and I get to read his word, and I get to learn more about who my Father in heaven is and how much he loves me. And then I get to see just how he works out my day. Because every morning I say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let me rejoice and be glad in it. I also tell myself his mercies are new every morning for which I do not have to worry about tomorrow because today has enough of its own. And then I say, for the righteous shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And can I just tell you that the Holy Spirit is so faithful within us 
that if we seek and we seek and we seek the Lord, he will bring to mind scriptures that will combat the lies that come into your head. He will not fail in doing that because that is why he's been given to us. It is by his power that we yield that sword in that full armor of God. And it is only by the power of his word that we will ever come out of anything dark, anything scary, fighting off these emotions and so forth. And that's what's become so much more real to me. So I am, I am praising God and I am thanking him, which is like, what? It's probably a shocker to many people. Like, how do you thank and praise the Lord in your darkest of times? How do you say thank you for this? How do you do those things? But the thing is, is the more that you do it, the more that your heart gets softened and the more that you're able to see the Lord clearly. So I think I've gone on too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I like it. It's, I mean, you know, <laughs> like hearing you being able to praise after such a dark season that you know and like the trial that is still going on and yet you can praise him and you can say the phrases I get to read his word I get to like it's a a um the word's like eluding me um privilege to have that um it's it's uplifting it's encouraging I so no worries. (laughs) I can't even imagine, you know, how much other people are going through and what they're experiencing and the depths of despair that they have been to. And I'm sure that there are people battling a lot of things in their heads. And, but for me, getting to that place I, I can't, like I said, I can't even articulate it quite well, but I know there's going to come a point in time where I'm going to be able to articulate it quite clearly. <laughs> um, and all glory to God when that day comes and glory to him now, because the only thing that is not a temporary fix, that is not something that puts a bandaid over it, that is not something that just kind of sweeps under the rug is his word and his word will heal. It will convict. It will refine. It will teach. It will do everything and anything to conform you into his image, which basically we are here on this earth by him for him. And that's that. (laughs) Like, and that's in a nutshell, (laughs) but Yeah, it is. It is quite the privilege to be able to read his word, that we have that luxury here, that we have that ability, because there are so many other places that don't. And I can't even, even fathom the trials that they go through. So is there anything more, Mastasia, maybe like a one last um bit of advice or recommendation or anything that's on your heart right now that you would like to say in regards to trials? Um, it's important to remember God's character because when I struggled with him viewing me in disgust, or disappointment when I was feeling really despairing uh, I was provided with the scripture of Elijah I believe where he couldn't go on anymore and God sent an angel who basically had him rest had him get up and eat and then had him rest had him get up and eat. And when he was strengthened again, then he continued on with the journey. How gentle and loving was that? And then when I was still struggling and still struggling, 
I finally decided to pray. And even though I felt ashamed to pray before him, uh, because I felt like he must be so disappointed, fighting past that, I asked him that if that wasn't true, if all these things coming into my head concerning him wasn't true, that he would make it clear. And as soon as I asked him that in prayer, the scripture that he brought to my remembrance was um, when Jesus said, For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. But it assured me that he's not looking at me right now in judgment. But he is, he is, there's love, there's grace, but he is doing a work in us for certain. We are very wicked in our hearts. Um, and he is so holy, but he is not looking, he, he, he's not surprised by what he sees. He knew everything that was going to transpire, but he still accepted you as his child when you sought him in faith. And um, I, I think of like uh, Peter, Jesus knew he was going to denounce him those three times. And yet he still had him become a disciple and he still had him become an apostle. So I don't know, just reading his word, leaning on the, the character of God and um, his truth. And when he calls that stuff to remembrance, it's just refreshing in a hard and troubling time, <laughs> I guess, is what I wanted to say. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm, it's almost like, I feel like this is like the point in time where I have to bring in my questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, so we mentioned having these segments, which you kind of been um, introduced to Mastasia's random facts or getting to know Mastasia. Um, so we've kind of created one for me, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let Miss go ahead and sing her little jingle that she's come up with. Question time with Amanda. Ba -da -da. You might cry, but probably good tears. <laughs> That's just the cutest thing ever. But yeah, I seem to have questions that always come up in discussions and I don't know. I feel like they draw attention to God and they make us examine ourselves. I have to ask myself questions so many times. Um, but I'm just going to introduce one. And it just makes you think. You go before the Lord and you say, Lord, here's a question. Help me to respond in truth. And help me to do what it is that you would want me to do with your answer. Because he's the one that can answer it. Because he's the one that knows you better. So my one question is, what is your main source of help when you're in a trial? Truly think about that. Truly think about that and... If it's not Jesus, I pray you reconsider. But when you go to the Lord and you ask that, let the Holy Spirit make it clear to you. And let him lead you in how to find your way to him. That might sound like an answer to some, but no, I believe God has a way of speaking to each person individually by impressing upon their hearts what they need to hear. So 
We thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on us. And we do pray that you will continue to tune in. And if it's okay, Mastasia, can we end this in prayer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. My prayer is for all those that are in trials or seasons or however they may label what they're going through that is disturbing their peace, is instilling fear, or is causing anxiety. Father, I pray that you be known to them, that your presence be completely clear, and that you meet them where they are at, and that you give them all that they need. Because, Father, you are the source. You are the only one that can provide for what we need. You're the only one that can permanently heal. You are the only one that can give us the sustaining power to endure. Father, help us to rejoice in our sufferings. Father, help us to look to you in everything that we go through. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I pray that you be in the midst of everything going on and that you're drawing us always back to you we love you lord we thank you for who you are and who you will always be we thank you for what you are going to do and just how you bring things about and you work all things together for good we love you and we thank you and we cannot say that enough to you. May you get all the glory for everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bye. 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 <laughs>